welcome back to Gals on Topic, your favorite book club and then some. I'm Sadie. I'm Izzy. And today, (laughs) our season finale, we're covering the final chapters of A Court in Thor... A Court of Thorns and Roses, chapters 43 through 46. Woohoo! Till the end, baby. I can't believe it's our last episode. I can't believe you've read the book. Finally. Me too. I literally read the last page and I was like turning the next page like in the acknowledgments and I was like, um, excuse me, where's the rest? <laughs> I'm still, I have unanswered <laughs> questions. <laughs> What's happening? I know. It like, it does wrap up n- somewhat nicely, but y- it's also clearly there's meant to be a follow up. Like the way it was ending, I was like, how is this a series? Because it's almost it's almost a bow. And as soon as it was like as soon as Sarah was putting the final touches on the bow, someone just came over and ripped that shit off. <laughs> <laughs> so true i can't wait to start the next one i know we were supposed to take i mean we are taking a bit of a break but sadie was like we can't (laughs) (laughs) yeah we are we're gonna dive right in i mean not you you guys aren't but we are (laughs) right right i mean i i understand if i were you i it would be causing me physical pain to have to wait any longer to start the second book especially with how much that book gets hyped up by everyone Um, by everyone you mean you mean by izzy by me but by everyone (laughs) by everyone um so uh, we will be starting that shortly and i'm i mean i we're at the end of one season and we're gonna begin another and i'm already looking forward to it i'm already thinking through all the chapter breakdowns it's gonna be great yeah i'm so excited so the plan is that uh we'll be taking a break for two weeks release date wise yeah um, between this episode and then the start of a court of mist and fury a court of mist and fury um the second book so but in between there we are gonna have one little fun episode where we talk about what other books izzy and i have been reading because the gaps are too great sometimes between when we record so I need I need to read something else. Yeah. Um. And then also like some fun beach reads that we recommend for this summer or that we plan to read this summer. And yeah, so we'll have a fun little episode in between there. And then we'll dive right into A Court of Mist and Fury. Yeah. And we'll be taking recommendations on your guys's favorite beach reads. So Make sure that when this comes out to send us a DM, we'll post like an Instagram story or something and get recommendations so that we can really make this a book club and give our audience recommendations based on what other people are reading. And we will be diving into A Court of Mist and Fury, but we're not going to just focus this entire podcast on Akatar. We've been really diving in deep for the first book and we'll continue to do so for the second book because, you know, these books are so good. Like they have such a big fandom. We want to make it feel like people can read along and go back. And it's super fun for someone who's read the series, I think, to like go back and hear Sadie experiencing it for the first time. But we're also going to start mixing in some other books, maybe some beach reads this summer. Um, Sadie and I were going to read the same ones. We haven't picked that out yet. But um, we'll be recapping those as well, maybe in, you know, less episodes. 
Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking we'll mix in a few. We'll still be consistently consuming mm-hmm. uh, a chord of Mist and, Mist and Fury. I got to get used to it. I'm, I wanted to say Akatar. Um, we'll still be like consistently reading and reviewing and recapping that um, book. But every now and then we'll throw in an episode or two where we cover another just like fun little quick beach read. Yeah, which I am excited for also. Yeah, it'd be so fun. I'm reading them anyway. Right. During the summer. So might as well come on here and chat and maybe inspire you to pick up another book as well. It's going to be great. I can't wait. Let's get into it. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I am. The second we finished recording the, you know, what's it called the semi-final <laughs> or whatever semifinals. the semi-finals last time I just couldn't wait to hear what you had to say about the last four chapters so and I read them that night I don't blame you <laughs> I don't blame you at all I'm pretty sure you were asleep when I texted you <laughs> I texted you what the fuck <laughs> yeah yeah anyway. we've got a lot to cover so and I want to um, play a few games with Sadie at the end so I'm excited. Let's I have no idea what this is. Just some, just some small little things to you know wrap the series, wrap the book up. Um, I hope we're not talking about trivia. No, 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 okay, no, no. Good. no, 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 no. Much more to fun. Take a test at the end of this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's get started. Okay, and we're starting with chapter forty-three, and we left off chapter forty-two with Reese coming to Feyre's cell for kind of a heart-to-heart the night before her final task. And chapter 43 opens up the day of her third task. And Feyre's in her cell. They're giving her her old tunic and pants back to really come full circle. She's led to the throne room and walks in amongst the crowd of fairies, and it's silent. No one is jeering at her or laughing at her or taunting her or placing bets like they have previously. And it kind of shows, you know, how she's won over this entire crowd. Like she's given them hope. Like so many people, it seems like we're kind of playing Amarantha's game at the beginning. But Feyre's just exceeded all their expectations. And now this is their last shred of hope. Like she's really carrying the torch for them all. So some of the nastiness towards her has probably just been, you know, a show for Amarantha's sake. But now those games are kind of over and the fairies are even showing respect for her. Like they touch their fingers to their lips and extend their hands out to her as a gesture of farewell to the honored dead. (laughs) The Hunger Games. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's quite literally that same motion. I'm so proud of that. I was thinking about how I wish I could do the whistle. I can't really whistle that well. I can't either. And I was thinking, no, that I was, was like, perfect. Oh, I wish I could Thank do you. that as soon as she mentions this. And then like it just clicked mid mid speech, and I was like, I got I was like quickly googling for the video. <laughs> yeah, it's the same thing. Like that was that was really a copy and paste. Three fingers to the lips, extended out yeah. in like a salute of the dead. That was a little, that was a little bit too two, copy paste. Two on the nose. Yeah. yeah. Um <laughs> <laughs> But it's kind of sad because 
it's basically them saying farewell yeah into this task because i think everyone's on the same page that amarantha is not letting her leave right so is led to amarantha who says two trials lie behind you and only one more awaits i wonder if it will be worse to fail now when you're so close and then she asks Feyre for her final words before dying and Feyre looks to tamlin and she says i love you no matter what she says about it, no matter if it's only with my insignificant human heart, even when they burn my body, I'll love you. And Tamlin does not react. And Feyre thinks, I suppose that is his way of enduring it, even if it made my chest cave in, caved in, even if his silence killed me. Yeah, I feel like she wanted a reaction there, especially after him walking in on her and resand yeah and then finally having a moment and we know why later he's not reacting but i don't even know if he would have reacted yeah anyway yeah, yeah, yeah. um i forgot but it makes that. me sad yeah i mean i knew that he ends up being in the lineup but like i forgot that that was never him yeah even when he walked in but anyway but yeah just overall sucks to make a huge proclamation of love and then get nothing back um Amarantha even asks him for final words to Feyre. He says nothing. And Amarantha says, you'll be lucky, my darling, if we even have enough left of you to burn. She's really on her, like, A-game this chapter with her violence. Um, But again, no one's laughing at her or, like, laughing with her or cheering her like they were before. Not even Lucian's brothers. Right. Who were the loudest of them all. So... Everything she's saying is just kind of falling flat, which gives Feyre courage because call back to when she was in the spring court earlier on and that fairy was dying in front of her and Tamlin and Feyre held his hand while he died and even after and Tamlin asked her why and she was like, I, no one deserves to die alone. She now feels like she isn't going to die alone here. Because yeah. these fairies are showing solidarity with her. Yeah. And she says that's all she can ask for. And that yeah. makes me want to cry. That is so deep. Yeah. Yeah. So Amarantha says she assumes Feyre hasn't figured out her riddle. And Feyre's like, dude, just get it over with. Yeah. So Amarantha claps twice and three figures with brown sacks tied over their heads get dragged in by guards and are forced to their knees in front of Feyre. So I remember last episode, you had some predictions for this task, which was that no one was able to help her. No one was able to watch. It's not exactly correct, but it's true. No one's really able to help her this time because it's not like a physical task. It's not like a outsmarting she literally just has to kill three people yeah so okay i was wrong <laughs> i appreciate you giving me a little bit <laughs> but, but i was wrong like restands there like it's fine but it's okay i could never have predicted that this would be the task like it is so which i don't even think we've said yet but uh, it is so foul and it was just so hard to read. And so they said, so at first they say that it was two males and one female. Mm-hmm. 
and I was like reading so quickly because I was like what's happening yeah um that at first I read it as like two females and one male and I was like oh my god is it her her family (gasps) and I was like I panicked and then I like skirt like (laughs) went back a little and reread and then it said one female and two males and then I was like is it Alice and her boys oh like I so luckily that it wasn't the two weren't anyone she knows but I was like panicked for a while until they took the sacks off their head I was like oh my god how is she going to do this if it's one Alice and her boys or uh, first i thought it was her family yeah truly like it's just so effed up and i mean okay i'll get the room when you talk about it so i'll i'll backpedal and just clarify what the task was so these three people are in front of her we don't really know why but the servants then present pharaoh with an ash dagger three and ash daggers three ash daggers and Amarantha tells her that her final task is to stab each of these fairies in the heart. And you couldn't have predicted this? Feyre definitely did not see this coming. I, and I kept like trying to be like, what is her way out of this? I thought no way she actually stabs any of them. She must figure out what the answer to the riddle is. Like I was like, there's just no way she does this. And like, there's obviously the buildup of her about like, debating it and being like I can't and then she's like I have to and then she's like we have her internal dialogue and I literally literally wrote like Farah please don't do this like this is literally torture and there's just okay so a couple months ago I went and saw the movie Scream and like Scream 7 the one that recently came out and it was my first time seeing a Scream movie And I just remember watching it and, like, I'm not, like, a huge scary movie person, but, like, I like more, like, thriller. Mm -hmm. But I just remember, like, he he just, like, stabs them, like, over and over and over. And it's just, like, so aggressive and so, like, oh, my God. Like, there's just something about stabbing. It's so personal. It's so intimate. You have to get so close. It's so intimate. It's not, like, it's not, like, shooting an arrow into a wolf from yeah. x amount of yards away like it is so intimate and i said the same thing like watching that movie that i was just like uh stabbing is just i don't know i didn't mean to go on a rant but like i was just so like ugh about this task yeah and i don't totally get what amaranth is trying to prove here because if pharaoh refuses to stab them then She's kind of proving that she cares about fairies, which is the opposite of what Amarantha almost wants. She, like, wants Feyre to be this, like, you know, she thinks humans are not capable of feeling deep emotions or, like, whatever. So I don't really get the the point. Yeah, yeah. So if she stabs them all, so she thinks she's not going to stab them because of the last one. Right, but then she's, like, oh, these people are just, you know, random, innocent people. Not that that should matter to you since you killed Andres in cold blood. Like, she's, like, saying, like, oh, you're, you know, this cold-blooded, you hate fairies, you're incapable of feeling, blah, blah, blah. Like, she thinks so lowly of humans. 
this task should be easy. This task could be should be easy, but it's like she can't actually think that. I don't know. It's just it doesn't it really a, make sense. It is a little confusing. She definitely. I think it's just in general, like humans are weak. Yeah, like that's that true. they can't like put aside shit like that. True. We can't really make sense of it because Amarantha is effed up. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Feyre is obviously at a really big decision. She's processing, okay, kill three innocent people and live. Three innocent people for her future and her happiness, but also really for the freedom of the entire land. Yeah, because if she succeeds, Tamlin's free, Mm -hmm. which means he can kill Amarantha, Mm -hmm. which means everyone's free. Yeah. So this really feels like a philosophical debate yeah. on what the right thing to do here is, but I don't know. In my school of thought, like she kind of has to do it. If she can't get the riddle, like if Amarantha, if Feyre dies and Amarantha takes over and there's no other hope, like all the humans will be wiped out. No one will have freedom. If those are really her only two options, yeah, like you have to do it. I I guess if it really boils down to it, but as I was reading, I was just like, this is a book. There's no freaking way she kills them. Yeah. And Feyre starts off thinking she can't do it because she has killed before, but to your point, only when hunting for survival with a bow and arrow, and that's animals. Yeah. And that that even like she didn't like hunting animals like for sport like she didn't like it. She talks she talks about how she cried after the first bunny she killed. Yeah, and she's killed, but when she's being attacked, like it's different. It's self defense. Mm-hmm. So she starts reciting the names of the people she's doing this for, like Tamlin, Lucian, Alice, and her boys, etc. And she's like, okay, these deaths they won't be wasted. Even if I'm now damning myself forever, like this won't be in vain. This is for a, a greater purpose. So she steps up to the first kneeling person and she takes the first dagger. Amaranth is like, oh no, not so fast, and has the guard remove the cover from his face. And again, it's not anyone we know, it's some young, high fae male. And Amaranth is like, okay, enjoy it, Feyre. And this is so sad. Farah thinks his eyes were the color of a sky I'd never see again if I refused to kill him. A, cov- a color I'd never get out of my mind. Never forget. He would never see that sky either. And neither would these people if I failed. So again, I don't know. Like, it's an impossible, it's, it's an impossible like he's choice. Like, die or live in misery anyway. Yeah. And, but it's so sad. Like, I was kind of hoping that at least when she goes to contemplate and like face them that they would be like do it it's for the greater good no No. he starts begging her he begs her he's like please please but favorite again reminds herself like this is not in vain so she lifts the dagger and he yells don't don't do it so she hesitates. She wants to say she's sorry, but she's like, that's not enough. Like, I can't just like, say I'm sorry. And she hears someone in the crowd start to weep. And she realizes she is 
killing someone and taking away so- this person from someone who might love him as much as you know she loves Tamlin. Yeah. And Amarantha's looking at her, grinning. Ugh. And Reese appears nearby. And although his face remains calm, she can feel him telling her to do it. And the fairy shrieks again. He's like, please. But this him like yelling that at her jars her so much that she was in this like deep moment of thought. He screamed. She reacted. She lunges forward and plunges the dagger into his heart. And I was shocked. I was shocked that she actually did it. He screams. And Feyre, I mean, to your point, like to to stab him through the heart, like she's right up against him. She can feel like the hot blood from his wounds, like pouring onto her. And she can see his eyes full of shock and full of hate staring at her. And she hears the person in the crowd, whoever he knew, let out a like, devastated wail. It's awful. She's now covered in his blood. It's such a violent kill. Um, but now Amarantha's like, okay, get on with the next. And this time it's a female. And she's already crying when her cover is removed. But she doesn't beg like the first Faye did. And she starts to say a prayer instead, similar to what Tamlin said when the fairy in the spring court died. So she says, cauldron, save me. Mother, hold me. Guide me to you. Let me pass through the gates. Let me smell that immortal land of milk and honey. And Feyre again is like, I can't do this. But at this point, she killed one. Now it's like, well, she doesn't do the next two. She just killed, she just killed someone in no vain. Yeah. yeah. Feyre's sobbing. She says she's sorry. The Fae keeps praying. But but this Fae is looking at her like, just do it quickly. Yeah. Feyre understands that this Fae is telling her, like, do it now. Do it now. Do it fast. Don't make it hurt. And she holds Feyre's gaze and, and nods. And Feyre lifts the dagger. And as she's doing this, she thinks, something inside me fractured so completely that there would be no hope of ever repairing it. And then Feyre grabs her shoulder and stabs her through the heart. I just was so shocked that she actually did the first two yeah the first one really i agree once you once you've done one you got to just do the rest what i like is that and we'll get to this favor doesn't like gloss over the fact that she just killed two people yeah. so even though it's like free and kind of happy at the end she's not okay i agree like i, I feel like everyone's kind of like Feyre, our savior. And she's like, what the? Feyre, a murderer. Yeah. 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 So one more to go. And Amarantha's still smiling. And Feyre's like, why is she smiling? Like, I just have to kill one more person. At this point, I've killed two. So obviously, I'm going to kill this third person. I just killed two. And she's like, one more fairy. And then we're all free. Why, why is Amarantha smiling at me? And everyone's thinking that. Like, Resand looks at her, too, right? And yeah. They're, they're, all, they're all, like, she notices that Resand is looking at Amarantha. And then yeah. she's like, yeah, why is she smiling? Feyre also thinks, and this is dark, so I guess, like, trigger warning, suicide. But Feyre thinks 
just one more swing of my arm and maybe one more after that, maybe one more swing up and inward and into my own heart, it would be a relief. Yeah. Damn. And she's about to take the last dagger when the guard removes the hood from the man kneeling before her and it's Tamlin. Plot twist. (laughs) Big plot twist. I was shook. I was like, that is not, it's not fair. Yeah. And we assumed Amarantha wouldn't put him in harm's way at this point. So that was, when I was reading it, that was completely out of my mind. I mean, when we saw him, which turns out that was the adder disguised as Tamlin. But it's not fair. I mean, it's not fair. It's bullshit. Yeah. It's bullshit. And Reese now watching this also goes pale. Because, you know, it was a question even if Aira would kill these two fairies. Okay, she did the first two. It was awful. Now she can kill the third person. But, like, what's she supposed to do? Even if she kills Tamlin, who's free to go kill Amarantha? Exactly. The whole plan is out. Exactly. I was literally like, what the fuck? Okay, so this is what the next book's about? Like, we're just going to stay here without Tamlin? That what the fuck? Amarantha's just still a villain. Have fun, Resan. You're just her sloppy seconds. Yeah. Amarantha goes, something wrong? <laughs> and Feyre says, not fair. But Amarantha's like, oh, didn't know humans even know what that was. But hey, kill Tamlin and he's free. Unless you think it'd be more appropriate to forfeit your own life. After all, what's the point? To survive only to lose him. So, Favor's thinking through her options. Kill Tamlin and save his entire court and her own life. Or kill herself and they're all slaves. Those are are the two choices in front of her. Yeah, because his court would still be free. The deal was that Tamlin and his entire court is free. Yeah. But, like, who's to say she doesn't sweep them all back up without no there's no one to protect him i mean there's no one to protect them exactly from her so exactly she's thinking about what alice said about no human coming out of here alive and then that triggers her thinking about the rest of that conversation that she had with alice before coming into the cave and she's like wait a minute There's one thing that I haven't thought about, which I don't know how she hasn't thought about this. She's only had the last three months to be like thinking and reflecting. But yeah, she remembers Alice told me there was a part of the curse that she still couldn't tell me. And she said, I just needed to listen to what she's heard, like that exact phrasing, which makes it seem like Feyre's already heard the information that she needs. Yes. To know what this means. So she starts replaying conversations that she's had with Tamlin and Lucian, knowing now that like they had been giving her hints about the curse. So maybe they were giving her hints about this last, this last part. part. And she remembers that there were, ver- there were several suspicious conversations that she overheard when she was at the spring court. Remember, like there was always times when she was in a doorway and she was hearing Tamlin and Lucian talking like there yeah. was. The conversation with the adder. Even Tamlin had told her, like, oh, maybe you should 
keep eavesdropping. You're so good at that or whatever mm-hmm. he said. Yeah. Because he wanted her to listen. Yeah. And that's exactly what she realizes, that she was meant to overhear everything that she heard. One of those conversations was with the adder, like when he glamored her, but like left her there and had a conversation right in front of her. And she thinks back to that. And even a few days ago with the adder saying Amarantha makes no bargains that are not advantageous to her. And so Thayer is like, well, then why would she risk killing what she desires most? That doesn't make sense. And so thinking through these conversations, one comment from Lucian first stands out to her, which is, for someone with the heart of stone, yours is certainly soft these days, which is what he said to Tamlin. And that was repeated also by the adder in the spring court gardens when he said, or when it said, though you have a heart of stone, Tamlin, you certainly keep a host of fear inside of it. And then Feyre realizes that Amarantha isn't risking anything because Feyre can't kill Tamlin because his heart has been turned to stone. And she realizes of all the times that she's like held him close, she's never felt a heartbeat. So she can stab his heart because the task was not kill three fairies. It was stab each of these fairies in in the the heart. heart. And I've always had questions about this heart of stone piece of the curse. why? Because all it says is in the book, that's how she controlled him and his magic. How she controlled all the High Lords dominating a leash over them just as she kept Jurian's soul tethered to that iron bone. So I'm like, was that just, I guess, a piece of the magic? Was that... Was in their heart. Was in their heart. But it it feels... <laughs> so do all the Haifei have hearts of stone? So that's... What I, I don't really understand. When I first read this, I was like, oh, she turned his heart to stone because he wouldn't love her back so she like physically turned his heart to stone just as a symbol i to be like you can't you, yeah. love her she just has to fall in love with you or something yeah i don't know okay but i guess it's more so tied to the magic and the curse itself anyway feels convenient feels <laughs> random but he has a heart of stone okay so favorite turns back to tamlin and she knows she could be wrong, but as she's thinking through this and had that realization hit her, he started to slightly smile. And so she's like, you know what? I trust him and I trust myself, most importantly. And the book reads, and there he was, my high lord, my beloved, kneeling before me. I love you, I said, and stabbed him. And that's the end of chapter 43. Ooh. <laughs> she just stabbed him she stabbed him she did it and she called him my high lord again which we don't like we just blow we blow right past that (laughs) so yeah for a man who's her high lord she does make him look weak often when his pants were down in the closet (laughs) and resand walked in (laughs) then when she's stabbing him in the chest in front of everyone yeah (laughs) yeah um and, you know, at the end of this chapter, we're thinking, okay, she beat it. Everything's great. But we yeah. soon learn that's not the case. Again, bullshit. I was so annoyed. You called it, though. Do you remember calling it? 
No. <laughs> when and what? Like two episodes or so ago, when Pharaoh was feeling dumb for entering into this bargain, you said, you were like, I noticed that Amarantha used the word immediately, like you will be free immediately only for the riddle piece and not oh. for this part. And I was like, oh my God, she got it because I didn't notice that the first time. Oh. You called it. Pharaoh is the one who got stuck on that word immediately. And in the book. And so then I was like, I didn't even think of it. But then yeah, it's like got stuck on it as she was like, well, she was like that night when she was in her head and everything and all scared and worried. She like mentioned, she's like, what did she mean by immediately? Like, is there something about she really emphasized immediately? And then she kind of just like, whatever, I'm just in my head and moved on. Yes. Oh, my God. And you gave me nothing. You gave me nothing. And so I felt stupid. I was like, oh, I guess that's nothing. Okay. <laughs> Don't let me get in your head like that, Sadie. Oh, my God. I need to listen back to all the episodes, and I'm going to make a list of every prediction I made and do, like, a scorecard. Yeah, you should. how well I did. Yeah, you should. Even though some of my predictions will, like, contradict each other because they, like, change, but still. I think it's, I mean, it's always been funny for me in the moment when you say stuff and I just brush it off or lead you in a different direction or something. That one, you literally were just like, Okay, yeah, okay. And then moved on. Like, <laughs> gave, literally gave me nothing. And I was like, God, I'm done. <laughs> I think it. Um, now that you finish the book, as we go back and edit our past episodes, you're going to be like, Izzy. Like, <laughs> um. <laughs> there is so many times where you're like, and we will find out. <laughs> and, yeah. I, and now I know. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's really, it is really funny to listen back. Um, okay, should we get into chapter 44? Yes. Okay, so Pharaoh stabs him. She stabs him and panics for a moment because he looks injured, but then she hears a thud and the reverberation of the dagger hitting something hard, but not going all the way through. Yeah, because I mean, even though the knife <laughs> didn't pierce his heart, he was still stabbed. Like several inches deep. Yeah. Yeah. You. It still hurts when you get stabbed in your arm. <laughs> Yeah, I've so never still, been stabbed, but yeah, he's still in pain. He's still in pain. He's hurt. He's bleeding, obviously, but he's already healing. So yay. Yeah. Yay. And Reese is just grinning from ear to ear. And so it's like, okay, oh my God, this is about to happen. They're about to defeat her. This is great. Yeah. You know, the climax happened. The we're on the resolution now. Mm -hmm. No. Things actually get a lot worse. <laughs> Amarantha stands up and starts just slowly walking towards Feyre. And this, as you're reading it, is a big stress because Feyre's looking at Tamlin like, uh, she's approaching me. Like, can you go get her now? Like, yeah. are your powers Yeah, back? she keeps being like, kill her. Huh? Kill it's her. The Come time on. is now. The plan. The plan that we had. Um, <laughs> but she's also like, his, why is his mask still on? All the masks are still on. He doesn't look still, like he's free. He's healing, but he's healing slowly. Yeah. Which if his powers were back, he would have healed like that. Right. And this is when it just gets so annoying because Amarantha says, I'll free them whenever I see fit. Feyre didn't specify when. Which is so annoying. I When that happened, I was literally like just straight up annoyed. Yeah. Like I was like, come on. I wanted the victorious moment. Like, 
I was so annoyed. I'm still annoyed. Yeah. Amarantha's like, oh, you thought when I said instantaneous freedom for the riddle, it applied to the trials too? Yeah. Dumb. It's like, oh my God. Yeah. It's like, give me a break. Yeah. But like, why would she? <laughs> but this is why Alice said, don't make a bargain. Yeah. Anyway, Amarantha goes, you, I'm going to kill you. And then Feyre's just in instant pain, pure torturous pain. It sounds like her body is just being contorted, like bones are breaking. It's awful. Yeah, I imagine her kind of like floating in the air and Amarantha's hand is out and she's just like with her powers in her hand. Yeah, yeah. 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 Amarantha says that she will spare Feyre if she admits she doesn't actually love Tamlin, but Feyre won't say it. And because she won't, she won't spare her. Right. And Feyre feels like she feels like she's being ripped apart from the inside out and she's thrashing around, but she's unable to scream. It just sounds horrible. But through her haze of pain, she hears Resand calling out to her. As Amarantha comes even closer and Amarantha says, you think you're worthy of him, a high lord? You think you deserve anything at all? And Feyre says she can hear her ribs cracking one by one at this point. And Reese yells her name again. Notably, notably yells that like he's panicking. And Feyre blacks out, but Amarantha keeps bringing her back so that she can feel all the pain. And through this torture, people are not happy like the the people who are looking on are calling for Feyre and Tamlin to be released like Amarantha lied to them they're calling her you know this, this isn't fair let them let them go and Feyre sees Reese out of the corner of her eye crouch by Tamlin grab the bloody knife and then launch himself at Amarantha with the ash knife with the ash knife but she lifts a hand and without even looking at him, like, blasts him back. And then he gets up again and lunges for her again, now just with his hands and his talons that he has, but fails again. Like, he knew he couldn't take her, but it was like he was just trying to he do something. so desperate. Yeah. yeah. And Amaranth is furious. She calls him a traitorous piece of filth and then sends him flying into the stones and his head cracks against it. And then she keeps just like hitting him with her power over and over again. And Feyre, who is currently being tortured, asks her to stop. She's like, no, please don't. Which is just so, she's so (laughs) self-sacrificial. And Reese tries to get up and makes eye contact with her. And in this moment, through their bargain bond or whatever they have, she can see what she looks like through his eyes. Like she goes into his mind for a second and she sees herself lying there just broken and bleeding and helpless. Amarantha then breaks Feyre's back and Reese again yells for her and Feyre's, she's on the brink of dying. She's getting flooded with memories like bad memories Seeing her life flash before her eyes but like in a negative way right like how everyone says your life flashes before your eyes before you die but she's getting like the worst moments in her life amarantha is still telling her i'll spare you if you tell me you don't love tamlin and this feels like Feyre's last chance but she says she won't say it because 
loving Tamlin was the only thing that she has left and the only thing that she won't sacrifice. And if you think about everything she sacrificed, her dignity, her morals, she just killed two people, her freedom. So it's the only, literally the only thing she has left is like, I am Feyre and I love Tamlin and I am, I've done this for him. That's her purpose. I just want to remind all of our female listeners that you should never <laughs> sacrifice your dignity <laughs> and morals for a man. <laughs> this makes for great books. But don't don't be Pharaoh. Don't be Pharaoh. <laughs> Carry on. This was a unique situation. <laughs> but thank you for the reminder, Sadie. <laughs> Well, just when you phrased it like that, I was like, this should not be the norm. <laughs> Especially when he's giving you nothing back. <laughs> when he's just standing there worried about his freaking boo-boo in his chest. Jesus. <laughs> okay. So, Feyre makes eye contact with Tamlin. She sees that he's still just healing. He doesn't have his power back, so he can't do anything. But he starts begging for Amarantha to stop, like finally doing something. But Amarantha ignores him. And at this point, Feyre, at least seeing Tamlin and making eye contact, something happens where the bad memories stop flowing in. And instead, she starts seeing all the good memories, like laying in the grass with Tamlin, watching the sunrise. All the moments where, however briefly, she says she knew true happiness. And at that moment, Feyre realizes the answer to the riddle. And Sadie's smiling because another, she got it another right. Another tally for a win for me. <laughs> she's realizing that even through this slow death that she's been working towards, the three months that she's been here, even torture cannot stop her from loving Tamlin which that goes back to some of the lines in the riddle. And so the answer is... Love. <laughs> love. You got it right. So Feyre gazes at Tamlin one last time and says, Love. The answer to the riddle is love. She sees Tamlin's eyes go wide, and then she hears her spine crack. And that's the end of chapter 44. I didn't. I was wondering as, she, as she's starting to like put two and two together of what the answer to the riddle is. Um, you can. I, or I was thinking, does it even matter now? The trials are over. But I guess it wasn't like if you get the answer to this riddle dur during your trials, you're free immediately. I was yeah. afraid she was going to be like, it was too late. Like she came up with the answer to the riddle too late. Yeah. Like how she told Tamlin she loved him too late. Yeah. But that wasn't a Amarantha didn't specify that. So. True. That's good. But. um, But she did crack Feyre's neck slash spine while she was saying this so Feyre as we see is not quite alive <laughs> I, I don't know how else to say it she's not dead but she's not quite alive yeah I was like wait is she dead um I also would love your thoughts on so when I was first reading this I read the riddle and I was like 
it's love, isn't it? Yeah. And I was like, no, it can't be. That's so corny or just that can't be it. And then when I got to it, I was like, it's love. The answer was love. Like, we all are guessing that. Yeah. So honestly, I was going to let you read the next chapter or two, but it's kind of I think the whole ending is kind of cheesy. So after the stabbing of Tamlin, mm-hmm. like that was intense. That was crazy. The fighting, Resand, you know, giving up his loyalty or per- perceived loyalty. Like that was all crazy. I mean, it was kind of bullshit that they just weren't free, but like it was kind of crazy and whatever. But then the answer to the riddle was cheesy. One, it was easy because like, that is what's fueling all of Amarantha's hate. And that's what Feyre had to do exactly. originally. Like, I couldn't believe she, there wasn't even a moment where she's like, maybe it's love, but I'm too afraid to answer. Exactly. Yeah. So, like, that was cheesy. This next part, I I think is super cheesy. I don't like. Okay, well, let's talk about it. I'm curious okay. to yeah. hear. What I'm you just think being honest. I really do like the book. No, I um, throughout the series, there are several times that we'll obviously get to in future books where I'm like, I can't stand this. I think it's so cheesy. Um, oh, in the second book, um, or you you were talking in about the throughout series, this book. yeah, oh, in the series in general, yeah. There is a certain corniness I think to her writing style and maybe it's just like especially in this book she wanted a happy ending and maybe she didn't know she was gonna write a second one I don't know so she wanted things to you know tie up nicely but I I do think I agree with that comment I and and the thing is is like I can get behind corny like corny doesn't bother me I still thought this was a great book yeah there were corny moments but I can blow by those yeah but since we're sitting here I probably would have never like I'm gonna recommend this book to everyone like I thought it was so good I will never like that's not my first reaction to the book but since we're deep diving and analyzing I'm like yeah it's kind of corny ending yeah it's it's luckily paired with a non like non corny stuff, right? Like, yeah, the her last trial and everything like that. But yeah, <laughs> yes. So I agree, especially chapter forty five. I totally agree. Chapter forty six, I think, is good. Is good. So is let's good. let's yeah. talk about it. Chapter forty six is good. So chapter forty five. Um, this chapter opens up and Feyre again is not quite alive she's dead but she's like seeing the scene through resand because they're like still connected yes so they don't totally explain this but this is how i as the reader interpret it so she can see her body on the floor with her head at the wrong angle but her consciousness is no longer attached to her body and she's seeing everything through resand's eyes yeah which is confusing. I was confused here at first. But again, they don't explain this. We just know it's got to be something to do with this bargain. Like whatever magic binded their bargain is somehow keeping her consciousness like threaded and connected to him. Yeah. Like maybe it's like you can't fully die until the bargain's complete. I don't know. We don't know. Oh. We don't know. So Feyre's 
dead, but she can still see what's going on. Like her consciousness is lingering there. And this is in the immediate aftermath of her getting the riddle. Amarantha looks panicked. And then we see Lucian crying and slowly remove his mask. And that's actually one of the parts that like gets me just like seeing Lucian be you know crying at her sacrifice I mean they think she's fully dead yeah and Lucian they're just they're best friends their friendship turned into through absolute hell for this and so did she yeah yeah and their friendship blossomed into something actually very beautiful so He's crying and he takes off his mask. They're free. I do think this scene is going to be really great in the show. It's like she's dead. She's laying there. Lucian realizes what happens. He's crying at the fact that she died. And then he like slowly takes off his mask. I think we skipped over the fact that as soon as she said love, that was the answer to the riddle. And then Tamlin had his powers and killed Amarantha. That hasn't happened yet. Then how did he take off his mask? So Lucian, this is like, this has just happened. So Lucian takes his mask off. Oh, because he was immediately immediately free. free. Oh, yeah. oh my God, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Yeah. So Resan slash Feyre looks to Tamlin, who this is when it all happens. He's enraged. The plan, Resan's plan is coming to fruition. Tamlin snarls at Amarantha. Fangs grow. Amarantha backs away and says, please. <laughs> like I after roll. everything she does, yeah. get her, Tamlin. Yeah. <laughs> And then golden light explodes. Tamlin launches at her, shifts into beast form, pins her to the wall. Lucian tosses him a sword, and then Tamlin shoves it through her head and rips her throat out. That's disgusting. It's disgusting. It's like, the answer is love. And then that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It honestly happened too quickly. Like, I wish she suffered more. I wish oh they captured my her. God, well, you know, well, you know what I mean. Like she just put Farrah through three months, and they just like kill her. Like no, I wanted a quick kill because it's kind of like I don't. I didn't want her to have like I didn't. I didn't want the suspense and anxiety of her possibly coming no, back and having a chance. It's true, and, and they're trying they, to show how strong, fully magical Tamlin. And is. for everyone else to get their powers back, she needed to die. I just feel like she got a quick death <laughs> sorry that was so so like gruesome of me but like <laughs> it's true maybe we should take a break before yeah. <laughs> um so then it's done she's dead she's dead thank god so a lot of buildup, but, but yeah that happened fast tamlin turns back into human form he falls to his knees and then scoops up Feyre's body and cradles it, crying. It's Aww. so sad. I love and Lucian's there, too. He's crying. It's just, it's really sad. Then Lucian's dad, who we assume is his dad because he looks like Lucian, approaches, opens his hand, and then drops a spark onto Feyre's chest. And I get what you mean about this part being cheesy. Two more figures approach one favor remembers is the high lord of the summer court one who looks like the high lord of the winter court and they do the same and then dawn and day follow suit it's giving tangled 
when um the guy I can't Eugene, Flynn Rider. Yeah, Flynn Rider. His full name's Eugene, thank you. <laughs> but when he cuts her hair, so th- so he gets stabbed in the stomach or whatever, and he's dying and she wants to heal him with her hair. So she convinces her stepmother that if she lets her heal him, she'll stay with her forever. And so she goes over to heal him, and instead he takes the knife out of his stomach and cuts her hair so she no longer has magical hair. Mm -hmm. Um, And then he dies because she didn't save him. But then she cries on him, and one little tear falls onto his cheek and turns like all sparkly, Mm -hmm. and he comes back to life. That's exactly what this is. (laughs) It feels maybe specifically corny because these other High Lords we don't we only really know Lucian's dad through the bad stories we've heard but it's like would he do this you know like would these like would this evil man like step forward and just like offer to save Feyre uh that's that's why to me it like feels I think it's kind of like Resand what Resand says. I think they all feel that way. Yeah. Whether they agree or not, they're like they were all united in that Amarantha sucks. Yeah. And she freed them. No, I agree. I just I I don't know. I feel like that to me never feels believable. But true. But I still think it's cheesy. I just think bringing someone back from the dead is cheesy. Yeah. Me too. Um. So Reese steps forward, bringing favor with him, in his mind. And says, for what she gave, we'll bestow what our predecessors have granted to few before. And then he says, this makes us even. Speaking to Feyre, I assume. And then summons that light in his hand. Oh, speaking to Feyre. Who else would he be speaking to? I thought he was saying that to Tamlin. I think he's saying it to Feyre because he's like smiling and, you know, she saved all of them and now they're saving her. I don't know. Uh, I don't think he and Ham- Tamlin have that like rapport. <laughs> I was thinking he was saying that to Tamlin because obviously he was he was worried that he was he was oh my god I can't talk he was walking a very thin line mm. with all the stuff he was doing with Feyre. I can see that too. Probably both, maybe. I can see that too. So he's like, "Okay, Tamlin, like I'm helping save her, so like we're even. You can you can let all my shit go." <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, that makes sense. But lastly, Tamlin brushes aside her hair and says, I love you, kisses her, and then lays his hand on her heart. And just like that, that's the end of chapter 45. I literally, at the very, I literally wrote, what, is she going to be a fairy now? I don't even know if she'd like that. (laughs) (laughs) You know... Me and Feyre have been on a journey together in our relationship, but I I feel like I know her now, and she and that that is evidenced in that comment. I knew she wasn't gonna like that shit. And you're right. You're so right. And okay, I'll save my prediction till after this chapter because this chapter's good. Okay, you want to get started? Yeah. Do you know what this is? Our last chapter. <gasps> oh, my God. Izzy, I love you. It's been so fun. I love you, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. 
hitting my mic today. Okay. So we're going to get into it. Our last chapter, chapter 46. We finally made it. And what a crazy ending. So Feyre feels like she's swimming in water, getting up towards the surface. And then all of a sudden she's gasping for air. And she's lying on the floor of a cold floor. No blood, no broken bones. And she's not dead. So she starts to lift herself up. But then she stops because she sees her skin, which is gleaming with some strange light aura around it. And she tries to stand up and she feels so much stronger. And dot, 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 she has become High Fae. Not just a fairy, High Fae, that top tier shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Only the best. That's like, I was a Zeta. Only the best get crowned. <laughs> that was our saying. I hate myself for that. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, Feyre senses Tamlin behind her and she's processing what just happened. Like, okay, she thought she was dead. Then she was in, like, in Reese's mind. Now she's alive, but she's immortal. What was my first question? Can you guess? No. Does she still have the tattoo? <laughs> Like, please, please, is it gone? <laughs> she does. She does. I have mean, the that tattoo. bargain's a little different now that her she's immortal and for the rest of her life is a little bit longer. That's the bargain she made, though, the rest of her life. But this is a new life. <laughs> okay, carry on. So she's immortal and she's. Just as Sadie predicted, she's like, is this amazing? Is this terrible? I don't know. It's a lot. She's standing up. Tamlin's behind her. And she hears his voice saying, it's the only way we could save you. Feyre, still not turning around. She's taking in the sight of Amarantha's, you know, horribly, like, murdered body nailed to the wall. Um... Processing the fact that Tamlin's truly free, and also she just killed two innocent people. That hasn't been forgotten. And then she starts to say, are you? And he goes, see for yourself. And then she turns around slowly, sees his mask on the floor, keeps turning. And then she hears Feyre, and he grabs her chin gently and lifts her face up, and she sees his face and says he's exactly how I dreamed he would be. Yeah, what a beautiful moment. <laughs> um so and I'm I'm sure you'll recap but like over the course of the chapter in this next few parts, she kind of still grasping her new reality. Mm-hmm. And I think that she kind of imagined when she was going through all of this that after they would just like if she was successful that after they would just go home and live their life as they were Mm -hmm. but everything has changed including Farah, not just because she's a fairy but because she killed two people and that was traumatic her whole experience there was traumatic 
even Tamlin is different. Like it's just a mask, but it's different, right? Like everything about him down to just his face is now different Mm -hmm. in her life. And I think she's like never going to be able to get past that. Especially like everyone's starting to thank her and praise her. And she's just like, I don't deserve this. I just went through the most traumatic experience a person could possibly ever go through that no one in this life, not to that same extent, would ever go through. And I just feel like in the next book, assuming this is what happens, is she goes and spends her weeks at the night court I think she's going to like see that as an escape. Like I don't think she's ever going to be able to get past this and I think she's has like not like the opposite of a trauma bond now with Tamlin where it's like I can't all with Tamlin in the spring court all she can think of is like this immense trauma that she went through. Right. And then going to the night court is going to be her escape. And that's what's going to lure, like, tragic, but lure her into, I think, the love triangle with Resand. Right, because this should be the beautiful moment that she's been working towards. And they could have easily, easily written this the completely opposite way and tied it up in a bow and they went home and lived happily ever after. Yeah. But they, she didn't. And I I appreciate, like, this is not cheesy. This is real shit. Yeah, and I think it's important because... Us as readers haven't heard much from Tamlin in the last eight to ten chapters. So for just to be like, oh, he's back and now everything's great. It's like we haven't even heard anything about what he's going through. It feels very unrealistic to be like, then they're back together in love. Their dynamics, to your point, have totally changed. They fell in love when he was protecting her from the blight and from all the stuff. She didn't know what was going on. She was just kind of like living her happy life painting. She just spent the three months like, literally being tortured for him like protecting him saving him and his court and that's not how yeah. the relationship started and yeah. now she's severely scarred by this experience and she went through all of this for him which just like has to leave a mark on a person yeah and it makes me really sad because i love tamlin and i have a feeling that he won't have I hope he does, but I could see a story where he struggles empathizing because he's about the greater good always, right? Like, he was about sending his men out into the human world to to get killed by a human so that he can save the court. Like, and he's going to be like, no, no, Pharaoh, like, you did a good thing. Like, you saved everyone. and. Because he just has, like, a different mindset. He was raised different. He was. So it makes me really sad. Hopefully it's just, like, an emotional roller coaster and something that they get through because I am team team Tamra. <laughs> but <laughs> I just can't be serious. I'm sorry. <laughs> but we'll see. But that's – I think this – I and I – appreciate and respect that Sarah took this route which seems 
way more realistic. No, I agree. I agree. And um, so we'll get to to more of Farah's self-reflection, but the immediate aftermath of her waking up and, you know, her and Tamlin are back together is just a lot of chaos. So she doesn't have a lot of time to process this right after. Like, there's, you know, the adder, the fairies that have aligned with Amarantha. They're all there, but they just disappear. Reese disappears. Some people are celebrating. Others are crying. People are coming up one by one to thank Tamlin and thank Feyre. Which I'm like, okay, yeah, thank Feyre only. <laughs> because Tamlin did an honestly easy job at the end. And Feyre has been tortured for months. I'm sure he has too, but like she really sacrificed I, herself. I, I am. I honestly didn't even think about it. I am curious to hear Tamlin's story. Yeah, you what know? has he been doing the last three months? We have yeah. no idea. I can't wait to find out. Favorite does not feel like celebrating. She doesn't feel like this is real. All her senses are heightened. Everything is new. Like, even she's just brushing back her hair. It's like, she her body is not her own. And that's obviously so unsettling. And so Tamlin finally realizes, okay, she's, she needs to be away from everything. He leads her away. They're still under the mountain, which I thought was interesting. Like, I would bust out of there the second yeah, I could. Yeah, they, like, stayed a night or something. They actually, yeah, they stayed a night. They're like, oh, we'll just crash here until we can go home. I'm like, just leave. Uh, yeah, what the fuck? Um, but they're under the mountain. He's inspecting her for injuries, and she's looking at his face thinking, this is what I had murdered those fairies for. Their deaths had not been in vain, and yet the blood on me had been gone when I'd awoken, as if becoming an immortal, as if surviving somehow earned me the right to wash their blood off me. So it's just really striking in this chapter how low she thinks of herself. We're back to chapter one. Yeah. Tamlin asks how he can ever repay her for what she's just endured. And she tells him, like, he doesn't, he doesn't need to because she didn't do this. I mean, she did this self, like, selflessly. And she doesn't want to linger on this. She wants this to fade away as a horrible memory, even though she knows she'll never forget the faces of the people she killed. So for her, it won't ever fade. And then Tamlin looks at her tattoo arm and is like, so the tattoo, tattoo stays. And that followed her into immortality and is like, Feyre, but she doesn't want to talk about it. And honestly to her, that bargain seems like such a minor concern. Yeah. So to change the subject, Feyre wraps her legs around him and they kiss and then some. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. Oh, that was funny. Um, Yeah, nothing like, no no better way to distract a man, truly. (laughs) And later that night, they've fallen asleep. Feyre is woken up by the feeling of something tugging at her, like pulling her internally, summoning her. So she follows it, and she knows who this is going to be, obviously. This, like, invisible thread she's following leads her to a balcony, which is nuts. Cue Taylor Swift. Invisible string. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it leads her to a balcony, which is nuts because she hasn't seen the sun in three months. She hasn't been outside in three months. That's crazy. Also, mm-hmm. none of them have. Probably l- longer than her. Yeah. But, 
yeah she said they she like walks out the sun like blasts her and she's like oh like uh, mm-hmm. i'm making the face but you guys can't see but squinting squinting <laughs> but when she can see again she sees that on the balcony is resand of course and she's like what do you want but she means for it to sound harsh but can't really get there because he did attack amarantha basically defenseless and hopelessly to try and save her she says like a couple things and after each time she's like i'm happy it came out harsh like i wanted or i'm happy it came out with Mm -hmm. the edge that i wanted yeah because there's something else in her that's heating up and i don't even think she knows what it is she can't put her finger on it she doesn't know what it is she just like has softened for him but doesn't but still wants to like talk to him with the edge he was truly her only distraction the last three months the only person she interacted with yeah not positively but that doesn't mean it wasn't still beneficial yeah and they did have that one right good moment and when you've had you know so many bad moments you remember that last good one definitely and we learn that Resand, he just wants to say goodbye before Tamlin whisks her away forever, he says. And Farrah's like, mm, not forever. Don't you get a week every month? But then Farrah asks why. And she's not talking about, you know, why a week. She's asking, why did he fight for her? And he says, because I didn't want you to fight alone or die alone. And that's exactly what Feyre had said to Tamlin earlier in the book. This is going to be a mess. She says, thank you. It means a lot to her that he said that, actually. So she says, thank you. And he kind of ruins the moment. And he says, I doubt you'll be saying that when I take you to the night court. And they talk a little here. She asks if if he's going to fly home with his wings. And he's like, oh, I don't have the time, but looking forward to tasting the skies again she's like i didn't realize how much you love to fly and he says everything i love has always had a tendency to be taken from me i tell very few about the wings and it's sad because he's been trapped for over three months you know for a long time because like he was only he only went out the couple times true like 50 years yeah, when he came to fire night and he had he said he had to pay for that outing mm-hmm. when he came to talk with Tamlin during lunch. He hasn't been out in a long time. Yeah. And I'm so torn. I just know there's trouble there. <laughs> so he asks her how it feels to be high fay. And this is a good question because Feyre does not know. So she says, I'm an immortal who has been mortal. This body, and she looks down at how clean and shiny she is, and she's thinking it's a mockery considering what she's done. And she says, this body is different, but this, motioning to her her heart, is still human. Maybe it always will be, but it would have been easier to live with what I did if my heart had changed too. And Reese looks at her and says, be glad of your human heart, Feyre. Pity those who don't feel anything at all. 
super deep. Yeah. But also Feyre is like, yeah, but my soul has been shattered. Like, I don't think, like, she's like, yeah, it's hard to feel grateful for that when I feel like I shouldn't even be here. And this is why I feel like the whole time I've been like, ooh, love triangle, love triangle. But now I I am rooting for her and Tamlin. And now I feel like here's where the real problems begin. Like before it was like flashy flirtation and licking the tears from her face and like stuff like that. But now, and, like, I was thinking, like, their love triangle is going to be, like, more physical, like, flashy, for lack of a better term. But um, but now it feels like they have a more personal or intimate relationship. Yeah. There's something about Resand that she feels like she can since the first time she met him feels like she can say more to him feels like she can speak more of her true feelings like on fire night when she was terrified of him yet she just kept asking him questions and i can't remember where i heard this but maybe it was in a movie or maybe someone told me once but there's like a couple relationship advice things that i've picked up here and there and one thing that I learned was that from a woman's perspective, but it would work the same way the other way. The minute you let another man into your relationship, the relationship is now tainted and over. So like when she confides in him in this moment about her intimate feelings before she's told Tamlin before she's told Tamlin that's just the start you know like she's gonna start building off that foundation yeah and start talking about how like I feel I could see her talking about how like it's hard for her to look at Tamlin sometimes because she just sees him staring blankly at him like she did next Amaranth or I see Amaranth like I can see her like confiding like this is the start of her confiding in Resand about those like deep dark um things haunting her. Yeah. And I'm like that's the start of like infidelity. Like and now I'm like s- more sad. <laughs> so, you know, cuz I could be like, all right, a little like fun love triangle and then it all wraps up and she goes back to Tamlin, but now it seems like it's going to be something more intimate. So should this should a love triangle take place in the second book? Like I don't should that be the premise? I'm not saying it is. Your team Tamlin. Go on the record. No. No, not necessarily. Because I need to meet the new Tamlin. I mm. need to meet the post the post drama Tamlin okay you know um the whole first six or so year whatever she was with him there was a lot of lying there was a lot of withholding the truth beating around the bush yeah everything's changed I need to meet the new Tamlin I just don't I still like Resan. like I liked him from the beginning 
You did. Like, literally, you were like, what? When I liked it. <laughs> well, I listened back to the episode today. I think that's the one. That, that came out today. Yeah. In, oh, in yeah. real time. And the second he was brought up, you were like, that's just my kind of man. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I don't I don't want to make a decision yet. Let me get a few chapters in. Okay. That's fair. Book to like meet Tamlin because I think everything has changed and I need to see how he reacts to Tamra's emotions and how she feels about all this. Did I say Tamlin? You said Tamra. Yes, I need to see how Tamlin reacts and takes Feyre's trauma. trauma. Got it. Okay, sorry for the. No, that was good. Dragging on. That was good. We just have one little piece to wrap up with Reese for okay. this book. They have that really, you know, deep connection. She opened up to him about how she's feeling, which is the first time that she's verbalizing it to Sadie's point. Which you know, it's to Resand, not Tamlin. And he gives her that piece of advice. And then he just, 180, just starts to say goodbye casually. Like, oh, 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 I'll be seeing you around. Like, as if they weren't just having that really deep and meaningful conversation. Then, you know, he bows to her. Like, he's back. He has his, like, facade, suave guy, you know, mask back on. He bows to her and stands up. And then his eyes go wide. And pure shock flashes across his face. And then he stumbles back. And again, this man is suave and smooth and graceful, and he has never stumbled once. Yeah, she but goes, he's he actually stumbled. Stumbled. And then he just disappears. What the fuck? <laughs> what happened? You don't just end a book like that. You literally, it, it's like she was about to wrap up the book. And then she was like, ooh, I have a great idea for the next one. Changes ending. <laughs> what the fuck so what happened i don't know i have i don't even i wouldn't even call these predictions this was just like was it this was it this but like i was like is amarantha like in her (laughs) like is there a part of like evil amarantha in her but i don't think that's it but maybe and then i was like the second one was like did he just mate with her like, I don't, oh God, you give me nothing. I was looking for a flinch, a stumble, <laughs> a stumble. <laughs> um, so those were my two initial, like, like he saw Amarantha in her eyes or something or, but like, I don't know enough about mating, how it works. Can it be one-sided? Cause she didn't like feel anything. So I'm like, or did he like mate with her? I don't freaking know. Those yeah. are my guesses. Yeah. We'll, yeah. Um, we'll see. dude what the heck but yeah we don't know what happened but we assume it's something to propel the plot forward in the next book that he just realized something or he heard something or he something happened that caused him to be shocked what did she say right before that she didn't say anything he just said you know i'll be seeing you he bows stands up i'm just gonna reanalyze her words or something but yeah she doesn't say anything i don't know Feyre's like, huh, that was weird. And then flash forward, Tamlin and Feyre are finally leaving under the mountain. And they're the last to leave, which I was like, 
God, why did you stay so long? Anyway, she says she wants to know what they did with the bodies of the fairies that she killed, but she doesn't, she doesn't have the words to ask. But she did hear that they burned Amarantha's body. And then they get into the sunlight finally, out into the spring court. And Feyre does actually smile. And she thinks, home. That's nice. Yeah. She had never allowed herself to think of this moment because up until yesterday, she had essentially been planning on dying. But she did it. Like, she brought them both home. And this is the first moment where she's like, oh, my God. I, like, I did it. Like, yeah. We're, we're here. Yeah. So she squeezes Tamlin's hand. And in the distance, she sees Alice. And she sees her boys running in the field because now they're safe. Yeah. So sweet. And she kisses Tamlin and thinks, tomorrow. There would be a tomorrow. And then eternity face an eternity to face what I had done. To face what I had shredded into pieces inside myself. But for now, for today, and then the final line of this chapter and of this book is, she says, let's go home and takes his hand. The end. The end. The end. Wow. 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 Truly, if they just didn't throw in that little thing with resand, it would truly just be wrapped up in a little bow. And a great movie, too. Like... But we couldn't have that. Could not. This is a five that. book series. That's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. With how like pretty wrapped up it is, other than that resand moment, it was like, dude, when she, when that happened, because I was literally like, is the next book like gonna be a different human bitch going into fairyland? But yeah, they threw that little bit in there, and I was like, damn, here we go. Are you ready for my games? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the first one is a straightforward, classic, fuck, Mary kill. <laughs> oh, lovely. Tamlin, no. Resand, Lucian. No! <laughs> Sadie's literally covering her face right now. <laughs> I can't. You have to. I can't. You have to. <sighs> okay, the problem is based on what you know right now. Oh my god. The problem is is like Lucian obviously Mary. It's my guy. <laughs> I didn't think that's what you were going to say. Wait, actually. what? I mean he's not I mean I know I guess I know that you love him, but I mean he's not the love interest, so I didn't think he was obviously the one you're going to marry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well the problem is, is like, like you said, resand my kind of man. But I've read. I can't even say this. I've read what Tamlin can do. I have not read what resand can do. And I don't want to like kill Tamlin because I don't want that to be I'm writing him off. Because I still would love, even if there's a stumble. Oh, God. I have been hitting my mic this whole entire episode. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Just getting really passionate yeah, into this answer. I'm, like, really animated. Because, like, I don't want to, like, kill Tamlin because I, I still feel like the series is going to be, like, their epic romance with all the roller coasters that come with it. Well, this is you. This isn't Feyre. Okay. Fuck Reese kill Tamlin. Okay. We've got it. We've got your answer. I can't play this game because Why? 
because I just, I know more and I don't want you reading into my answer. Isabel, that's I, not fair. I'll play it after book two. Oh my God. Okay. Okay. That's a good idea. Thank you. Okay. So my second game is we are going to Harry Potter style sort you into what court you belong. <gasps> that exists? <laughs> well, I found a quiz and I'm going to ask you like six questions. Did you do it? I didn't make this. No. But did oh, you did take I do the quiz? Um, a long time ago when I first read the books, I think I did, but I very much, I think, skew my answer towards what court I want to be in. Uh, so, okay. So are we both doing it? I'm just going to ask you. Well, let me pull it. Send me. The, what's the link? Well, I'm just going to ask you the questions. But then how are we going to know? I mean, I'll, I'll um, read you the questions and then I'll select your answers and then I'll tell you what court you're in. But I want to know what court you're in also. Oh, okay. 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 I'm going to do it at the same time. Okay. Perfect. Which word would you use to describe yourself? Lively, ambitious, thoughtful, generous, caring, knowledgeable, protective. Oh my God, that was a lot. We could choose for each other. I think thoughtful for you. I think generous for you. Generous? Yeah, in terms of like how you give friendship, like, oh my you're God. like, you are a very generous person. Oh my God. Okay, thank you. <laughs> I just, okay, I'm I... choosing thoughtful for myself. I'm choosing generous for you. Okay, question two. There's a problem. What do you do? Ignore it, write a list of things to do, get angry, act immediately, tackle it head on, ask for help, pace back and forth frustrated. <laughs> I think you either pace back and forth frustrated or write a list of things to do. I think you pace and then you write a list. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, obviously it depends on the problem, but I'm, I'm a ranter. I rant. Okay. So I think pace is the pace and be frustrated. Okay, so, so like, get angry. <laughs> no, um. <laughs> uh, honestly, yeah. Okay. Wait, I don't like that. It's okay. But angry sounds like I'm gonna like go yell at someone. I just rant about being annoyed, and then I'm like, huh, okay, and then I solve the problem. Okay, well, mine's ignore it. So. <laughs> okay, if you could have a superpower, what would you choose? Telepathy, invisibility, healing powers, flying, enhanced intelligence, shape-shifting, super strength. There's just so many options. Can I read them? Yeah. It's really, I really want to be able to transport. Flying. Kind of. Flying? Yeah, we'll go fly. Okay. I'm going to go invisibility. Okay, that was my other choice. What was your favorite subject in school? P.E. Math. Same. <laughs> Nerds. Although, actually, I'm going to go history because while math was my best subject, I really liked history class. Interesting. Okay, what's your aesthetic? Classic, cottage core, dark academia, winter core, with core, which is like moons? Nautical or fairy core? Mm. I think your cottage. This one. Yeah, I was thinking classic or cottage, but yeah, probably cottage. What about you? I feel like what was maybe classic? I'll go classic. I can't really see the picture. I'm kind of far. 
Okay, lastly, I think this is the last question. Pick a song. Ooh. Your song by Elton John. Oh, I like that song. Burning Up, Jonas Brothers. Ooh, good one. Golden, Harry Styles. All right. Landslide, Fleetwood Mac. Wildflower, Five Seconds of Summer. Exile, Taylor Swift. Free Falling, Tom Petty. So, it's hard with Taylor Swift thrown in there. Yeah. So, like, gut reaction is always Taylor Swift because I love Taylor Swift. But if I'm talking about a song that's more like me, Mm -hmm. I feel like it's your song. Okay. Elton John. I am torn as well. Obviously, I love Taylor, but that's not my song I would choose. I Should I go Burning Up or Landslide? I'm going Joe Bros. I'm going Burning Up. Why? I'm thinking, I was hoping you were going to say Landslide, uh, Dixie Chicks. I know. If it was Dixie Chicks, 100%. 100%. Sleepwood Mac, no. Okay. <laughs> Our results. Sadie is oh my God. the Night Court. <gasps> what did I say? <laughs> Resand, my kind of man. The description is, you're strong and protective over the people you love. Others should not be deceived by your kindness because you also have a cunning side. You enjoy a night out surrounded by your favorite people. Wait, that's spot on. That is so spot on. That is spot on. I always joke at work with my like buddy who are like, my work best friend. I'm always like, I swear, people think I'm like this nice, friendly gal. But <laughs> secretly, you, you start acting up. <laughs> you will put someone in your place. I actually yeah. really respect that about you. Yeah. Um. Would you like to know my result? Yes, of course. Mine is Winter Court. Ooh, I know nothing about that court. So my description is you're quiet and introspective. Though you're not the loudest in the room, you are a deadly asset. For you, knowledge is power. You dedicate a lot of time for yourself and you like a good cup of coffee. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, where is this going? I had to press read more and then it was like, you like a good cup of coffee. I don't know why that was so funny. I was like, what deep truth am I about to get? (laughs) That is true, but less spot on, I think. I think it's true in the fact that I'm never the loudest person in the room, but I'm not But you're always in the room. I'm always in the room. Like, you are always going to show up. You are always going to. I feel like you're, like, the ultimate hype woman. That's true. I'm not the person you should talk to if you have like an important decision because I'll just agree with you. Like I'll be like, yes, you have the right to be angry. You should go. (laughs) It's actually the best. Like like of all my friends I've ever had, you are the most like 100% on my side to the end. You're like, yes, absolutely. Every right to feel that way. Like every time. And I'm like, well, I was a little crazy. And you're like, as you should be. I love it. I love it. So, our courts are very moody, like night court, winter yeah. court. I hope we learn more about the winter court. Yeah, you will. Okay, good. You will. Good. I'm actually hyped about my night court. I I love that. I um I think that description was spot on. So, Yay. this was a fun game. This was so fun. <laughs> and um that brings us to the end of our last episode for season 1 for Woo-hoo! a court of thorns and roses. I just want to say to my co-host, oh, Sadie. Isabel. 
you've been such a good sport. And I feel like all your theories and predictions were so well thought out and really made this podcast so enjoyable to listen to for people. Oh my God. So thank, thank you, Sadie. You. Thank you. Seriously, it could not have done it without you. Like I'm just so chaotic all the time. Like I tried to, I tried to recap in one episode <laughs> and it was just like, I was rambling on. I said like 300 times, like we, we needed the foundation, the questions, the structure that you brought, the giggles that you brought. Like when I say ultimate hype woman, I mean like you laugh at everything I say that you make me feel like I'm so funny, even though I know I'm not. Listening back, it's I hate the sound of my laugh. So having to hear myself giggle just like throughout the entire podcast makes me want to die it's the best it's the best no it's been so much fun we've just I feel like we've come so far we've grown so much we I just can't believe we did it we have fans like that's crazy (laughs) yeah I can't believe that we did it like this just started as a little conversation on New Year's Day at brunch, hungover. Fighting for our lives. Yeah. I Over brunch. only vaguely remember the conversation. And somehow we just, I feel like the days after we kept like saying to each other, like, I'm kind of serious. And you're like, me too. Like just yeah. over and over. And then we just did it. I can't believe it. And now this has become something that we put a lot of work into, like oh, truly yeah. reading the chapters, taking notes, thinking on my end, like what I can say and ask Sadie that will be interesting for people to listen to and then on Sadie's end like thinking through all her theories how she feels about it it's a lot of work but it's also the highlight of my week totally so thank you everyone for listening if we even had just like one person who enjoyed it that is such a win that makes my heart happy it's so much fun for us like and it is a huge commitment like we record multiple times a week we are reading at like we have to read before every episode obviously we're thinking of ways that we can interact with people all the time and and it's just it's been so much fun and I just am so proud of us and I can't wait for the rest me too we have so so much more content from the series to digest and I can't wait because it only gets better from here truly cheers to that cheers with our empty wine glasses (laughs) (laughs) and again thank you guys for listening don't forget to follow us on spotify on apple podcasts leave us a rating leave us a comment again we love hearing your comments and follow us on instagram at gals on topic we'll post when it's when we're gonna drop the um in between summer reads episode right especially with this last episode for season one coming out we'll be a little bit off schedule for the next two weeks so make sure you're following us on instagram to stay up to date and thank you everyone for listening we'll see you for book two see you then bye guys bye